Hey, today's daf is daf bet, and we begin a number of lines down from Chororei Habayit. So we discussed in the Mishnah that you have to, where you do b'dika chametz is makom shamech nisim bo chametz, places where chametz would be brought. The, the Gemara now um, uh, cites a Tosefta here, cites a Brayta that says Chororei Habayit holes in one's house. We have to understand what that means. Ha'elyon v'tachlin, the upper ones and lower ones. We still don't know what that is. Hayatsia. Yatsia is like an extension to a house, like an adjunct or something. Reb Chaim explained, I think it was Reb Chaim, or was it? No, it was the Korbaneda. He says, It's like another room, like, I don't know, a machsan or something, that they're played outside, beyond the walls of the house, outside. Sometimes it's within the walls of the house, but it's not a normal room of the house. Vachadut is, I think, the transition is only a cistern. It's like a wall. It's like a waterhole that's been constructed with uh, not just dug out of the ground, but with like, proper binyan. Ha'aliyah, the attic, the gag habad, the gag hamigdal, the roof of a bud, which is a press, and a migdal is a cupboard. Uh, just a korbanesis, kli shel etz shnotim latocha kein vochlim, like a cupboard. Beta tevin, beta bakar, beta eats, and these are places where they would store produce, where the animals were, where there was stored wood, or beta tzarot, or tzarot, uh, kind of like storerooms, but not in the more, more like store buildings, if you like. Because it says, otzaratai, otzaratashem, and otzaratapeirot, where they're storing wine, oil, or peirot, produce, or fruit, right? Enum trichim bedika, darim bedika. So the assumption is, is because these places don't make simple chametz. Now, the thing is, we just a few points to mention. One is we don't know what these chorere are. The Gemara is going to address that straight away. The next thing to mention is we saw that you need to, when you go into a martef, which we said is a cellar, that you would have to do bedika there, meaning those places. But we're talking about other places where you store wine, you don't need to. So we're going to have to differentiate between that as well. So let's begin with the first point. I understand now we're talking about upper and lower holes in one's house that don't need bedika. But one second, does that mean, therefore, the fact that you don't have to check a hole, and the assumption is it's in the ground in one's house, is because we're not choshish lenafila, meaning you only have to worry about places to chametz too. You don't have to worry about places that chametz may have fallen. Okay? That's what the Gemara is assuming. Is that, do we say, therefore, from this, we can mashma from this bright, from the receptor, that you're not choshish lenafila. So Amar no Tiftashu Shneim Smuchim Lakotel. We're not talking about holes in the floor. We're talking about holes in the wall. Achad lamala maasara, achad lamata maasara. So when it says elunim atachton, it doesn't mean holes in a house on the ground. Maybe you are choshish lenefila. Maybe you should check the holes in the ground. We're concerned things might fall into it. So what's a brighter mean when it's saying elunim atachtonim? We're talking about holes in the wall itself, above and below. The girsi in front of it is, is below ten. However, the writer Chaim explains that meaning holes that are in convenient located that you would have to check. But if it's above 10 fachim from the ground or below 3 fachim from the ground, those areas you don't need to check. And that's what the writer is talking about. The Gemara says, one second, another thing we mentioned is that the Chadut. The Chadut we said is just like, oh, Hadut, that's the cistern, which was that bore, as we said. And there, the fact you don't need to check that, doesn't that imply Hada Amra Shaloh doesn't it imply that we're not concerned for food that's falling down there because you're not putting things in there. Ah, you might think, oh, if we're choshish lenafila, then I have to be worried that maybe some chametz fell into the system that, and then I'd have to check it. The fact that I don't have to check it means I'm not choshish lenafila. Can't we mash that from here? So we say no. hu hatinok We don't have to worry about those places because we're because a 
the young child will be too scared to go near the edge of this dot. So if you don't have to worry about chametz reaching there, and you also don't have to worry about it, and an adult wouldn't take chametz to that location. Okay, so so then Gran says, but one second, still maybe we should still be concerned that maybe some chametz was kicked along and then fell in there. So once again, the fact you don't have to check in the dot, therefore you can mashma, you're not cautious in the field. We don't have to be concerned that maybe Hametz fell in regions that I didn't actually place it there. So the Gemara says, no, Tiftar, the reason why you don't, in, in other words, once again, you can say, yes, we are Choshesh Lefila. Why do you not have to worry about this Chadot? Why? Because Tiftar Shiesh La Lizbez. Now, Lizbez, as you know, when it comes to Kalim, is a rim around it. So the reason why you don't have to worry about the Chadot is, no, generally are Choshesh Lefila. However, you know, or, or you can't bring a proof. I could I could say the Choshesh Lefila. I don't have to check this system because that Nothing could have got in there. A cutter wouldn't have gone too close. A gadol wouldn't have gone near it with food. And I don't have to worry about anything was kicked in there because there's a rim around it. It would never have reached there anyway. Okay, that's how I understand. So in other words, you can't be Nestle Mashma about Hoshim Lenefila from this brighter at all. Next case. In the bright, we talk about the Gag Habad Vagada Migdal. So the Gemara says, Now, just to go back a point, these gag, these the gags, um, they are the assumption is they are slanted, so therefore it's not noach to use them. It's not um, so. Read of Chaim, uh, yeah, I'll get to that in a second. So therefore, when it says how did the tamer that which you don't need to check these gag, the gagim, gagot, gagot, yeah, you have to check the gagot is because it's like uh, high up. However, if it's low down, you wouldn't need to. Now, we have, there's two ways to read exactly what the difference would be if it's high up or three feet from the ground. So read of Chaim says. That had a team of going bidika. When you've got this slanted gag, the slanted roofs, you're into bidika, that's when it's three high from the ground. However, if it's below, then taum bidika, because we are Dilma Nafal Sham Khamets. Despite the fact that it's not Noach Tashmish, we're Khoshishlanafila, therefore you'd have to check these low to the ground roofs. Okay? You can imagine spots sort of built on a hill, right? So the roof is uh Actually, from the surface right next to it is not very high from the ground. However, that's the way one way of reading it. However, so the Gra explains it completely different. It says, If it's Gvohim Gimul, if it's three high from the ground, Tigag Migdal ain't Bdika. That's when you're talking about a Gag Migdal that doesn't need Bika because it's Mishupa, because it is slanted. However, if it's Enu Mishupa, if it's flat, then it would require Bidika. Okay, even if it's higher than three feet from the ground. In other words, the whole distinction between whether you need to check this roof if it's landed or not, that's when it's three high from the ground. About the Nemuchim, if it's close to the ground, the grass says the opposite. I don't care what the, the shape of the roof is, even if it's flat, it's ka'aretz. It's like it's on the ground now. Because that situation, you don't need bidika at all. So it's hafuch, what we just said. And you're talking about what a lot of chickens about. Because, because then it's like on the ground, and just like the ground doesn't need bidika, so too, because the chickens can access that space, because all the animals and stuff would be eating from it, and that's why it doesn't need it. So in other words, two ways to understand what the distinction is, if it's above three from the ground, or below three from the ground. Okay, that's the that's two ways to explain it. Let's continue. Now, the Gemara says, that whole miot, um, if you like, that whole sort of uh, exception, that when it comes to these roofs, you don't need to do bedikah, again, above three from the ground, these slanted roofs. 
That's generally when you don't use it for chametz. If you have used it, you know you place chametz on those places, then I feel good. Come, I don't care how tall it is. Then tzarich bedika, we require bedika. So amrav, amrav mana viyot. Indeed, that's true. Ken ano amrimba pifiarot or pifiarot. We talk about that's generally like a lattice frame. You see it in Kalian. Um, uh, uh, yeah, we see actually, I think we saw it in actually Kilaim, I believe, but um, r- r- the Pnei Moshe sites um, actually Kalim, the Pifrayot, they're the sort of lattice frame. So, in other words, those Afilogvoakama Lotrich Padika, those if you you know place Chametz on it, clearly, you know, if it's above 10 feet of the ground, obviously it requires Badika. So, once again, if you've actually placed things on these locations, then you can't say, oh, if it's high up or not high up, because you know you've used it. If you know you've used it, there's a place in Machlisim Bochametz, and everyone requires Bidika. Let's continue. The different expansion of Pifiyarot, Koban um, Ha'eda has a completely different one, but uh, I think the Reb Chaim kind of goes a lot like a Pnei Moshe here. Okay. Tan Reb Shimon Ben Gamli Olomer, Mita Shichotzetzet You've got a bed that's dividing a house in half, like it's like acting like a wall. The and underneath the bed, because there's a space underneath the bed, is actually filled up with wood and stones. Then, and you know you haven't taken chametz to the other side where the bed is dividing. Then you don't have to check the side, the outer side, but not the inner side. Why? That's only because the space underneath the bed is filled up. If there's no wood and stones filling in the space, then you'd have to check the other side. side, Therefore, you can see here, in other words, the fact that the, 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 the brighter says that it's only if the, under, the space under the bed is filled up that can add act like a good mechitza, such you only have to check the outer side of the house, beyond the bed. That's because it's filled up. If it wasn't filled up, the Gemara's mashma, then you have to check it. But why? It must be that, and again, I'm asking why I never took chametz to the other side. Yeah, it must be that because there's a space underneath, I'm choshish and a filler. Maybe a piece of chametz got kicked underneath the bed and slid to the other side. So therefore, I have to check. So it can't be mashma here from here once again. Choshish and a filler. The Gemara says no. So again, hada amra choshish and a filler. So the Gemara answers no. Ani omer, maybe tinok. Now you've got nagavichnis. But he, he uh, um, Reb Chaim changes it to, because there's a little, uh, there's, there's a space underneath the bed, we should be choshesh that maybe a little baby or child took some chametz underneath, it uses like a bridge, as you know, kids go everywhere and take chametz absolutely everywhere. Maybe it went under, and that's why it needs it. Not because of in the because we're scared that maybe a child took it to those locations. Okay. Yes, oh, you don't have a question. Okay. What's interesting here, Reb Chaim points out that according to the, um, since we're introducing this idea of a tinok, that where a kid goes, so um, he adds a point here. It says, Obuchorim, also these low, these holes in the wall that we mentioned before, that are lower than three. Hatvor Rishon, the Rishonim explained, to Makom Shemotim Shabtonik, if you've got little kids around, then well, you need to do Pedika because kids. Is, if you know with small kids, you can find chametz in the most crazy places. They end up carrying food with them and placing even this bochorim. However, he says that doesn't really fit so cleanly with Yerushalmi, but I'll leave that for your further study. Okay, let's continue. Martef shel yain tzarich bedika. We talked about the wine cellar that it requires bedika. Martef shel shemen, but a, a small cellar of wine, like a storeroom of wine in one's house, if you like, 
That doesn't need Badika. The Gemara asks, what's the difference? Ma ben yain, ma ben shemen. So the answer is, yain ein lo keva, shemen yesh lo keva. Difference is, in wine, you don't really know ahead of time how much wine you're going to have during the meal. Okay? So, in, you know, quite, quite, might make quite festive and you need to fill up. So therefore, it's possible that in the middle of the meal, someone will go down to get wine and he will bring some chametz with him. However, shemen, generally ahead of time, you know exactly how much oil you need. So it's very highly unlikely someone's going to go in the middle of the meal to get it. So that's why that's a makom she'in machdesim bochametz. It doesn't require bidika. However, an otzar, this is like a store, not just a cellar in one's house, but a store, a building or store room. We say, we'll look at the difference between them in the moment, exactly where they are. We say, ben shel yain, ben shel shemen, those places that don't need bidika at all. Okay? Now the question is, ezu martef. What is a martef? That's kol shnatun im halechem b'chatzer. So Rehav Rebchaim explains it. He says that martef is generally, the martef, the cell is like in one's chatzer. And people, you know, happily go into it. As you can imagine, one's a machsan, if you like. Um, we say, sham im halechem, and go in the middle of the meal with some food in his hand. However, an otzar is lafsa muchlabayit, is not really near his house. And therefore, he'd be bosh, he'd be embarrassed, even if he needed to get something in the meal, to walk through the streets carrying some food in his hands. So therefore, in other the it's more like a, I don't know, you can imagine like a machsan that's uh, not next to the ones, dirah, but, you know, further down, maybe in a car park or something like that, that since it's not near, um, generally what would happen is, some, he said, the otzar is where they stole, store all their wine, and they uh, and they would usually take from that wine and put in the martef and close proximity to the house. List That's sort of the configure different martef and and otzar. But practically, for our purposes, is that that why do we need to check the martef and not the cellar? Because since someone's not bosh embarrassed to go in the middle of the meal to the martef with food in his hands, it's possible chametz got there. But the actual otzar, that's a bit further away. People will be embarrassed to do so. So the Gemara says. Um, now, there's not really a function of proximity. It's in function of the person's attitude to those locations. So therefore, Martov, some Martov, let's say his, um, his, uh, the Martov is not right next to his house. It's like a man across the hall and it's on the ground floor of the, of the, of the apartment block such that lots of people may travel through that space and he would be embarrassed to be caught there eating as he's walking through. Then there has a din of otzar. He wouldn't have to check it. Similarly, our otzar, even a store room, if you like, she'enu bosh lechol. If you've got a store room that you can imagine is not constructed by a house, it's like behind his house and there's a private uh, fence to go through an alleyway to get there or something like that. Then, and no one's in that space, then he, that's a situation where he would be embarrassed Therefore, how would he would have a din of a martef that you'd actually have to go check that place for chametz? Fine, let's continue. Now, what's this got to do with anything? Well, what we're saying here is just to explain there are certain dinim apply to certain zones, but they can. It's not a function of literal location, but one's attitude or traffic. So too, we see in another context completely entirely. Now, so referring to this is a, this is a related Mishnah in Ktubot, which is that relates to in Perikamadir to Ezu Zudat Yehudit. Dat Yehudit is a, if a woman is over in Dat Yehudit, it's one of the things she can be, um, she can be divorced without a ketubah. So what is that? She goes with her head out uncovered. What are we talking about? That is, read Reb Chaim, says, Reb Chia B'Shem Reb Yochanan HaYotzeh B'Kaf Letin Shela. Ein Bamishum Rosho Parua. If she goes with some sort of uh, hat or, or like, that's not considered completely uncovered. 
When do we say that? That's Haratein Lechatzer. That's to a Chatzer. Avalo Mavoy, which we go to a Mavoy, which is the alleyway rather than Chatzer, then we say that would be now, in other words, we see the din of what's considered Roshul Parua, and depending on what she's wearing, can be considered different depending if it's a chatzer or more exposed place of an alleyway or mavoy. So once again, the Mishnah says, it's not literally town planning's definition of what's a chatzer and mavoy, it's actually got to do with traffic. So let's have a look. If it's a mavoy, so that chatzer sharem bokimbo, if you've got a chatzer that really have a lot of thoroughfare through it, a lot of fruit traffic or something, then we say that would have the din of mavoy. If it's a mavoy she'en rabim bokimbo, if it's a really private alleyway where we see hardly anyone there, then hareu kachatzer. Again, this din of edat yehudit, metz Hashem, we'll see when we get to the Tubot in some time. Okay, let's continue. Uh, now, the Gemara says, What's behamim? It's like chamarim, meaning the animal drivers. So, in other words, okay, you've told me that the otzar, that is a distant house, it doesn't require for yain, yishem, it doesn't need bedika. But why should I be concerned that the delivery guys that are dropping it off, maybe they were machnisim chabot chametz? Why should I be concerned for that? So we say, Because the People that the chamarim that draw, that bring the barrels of wine, we're not choshet going to bring chametz. Why elimine matika? The only type of things they bring in, they bring in mene matika, some sort of like sweet foods. Meaning, they would bring food in sometimes, but that was so when they delivered, say, the wine, they would do a bedika, they would test the, they do wine testing. And as you know, different foods you eat will impact your taste buds. So chametz would impact in a way they wouldn't be able to turn it properly, so it wouldn't bring that in. They might bring mine matika that would that would not ruin the haragasha, their sensitivity, the wine sensitivity when they're testing it. So therefore, you don't have to worry about chametz that was brought in by these chamarim, by the delivery, the wine expert delivery people. Okay, let's continue. Hayotzele faresh, kodem l'shoshimon. When do you need a bedika? If someone's going, leaving home from their house for 30 days before. Enot zrich dok. He doesn't have to do bedika. But if he's leaving within 30 days from his house, he has to do bedikah, to do bedikah chametz. We're going to qualify this quite a bit. Now, why is it if he's leaving his house before close to 30 days before Pascha has to do bedikah? Why? Because within 30 days, already the chiyuv of the bedikah chametz is chal on the individual. Again, this is going to relate to the end of the Gemara of Kodem Chag Shloshim learning about the halachas. Okay? Now, we said, Hadad Atema, that which we say if you leave earlier than 30 days, sorry, much, yeah, earlier than 30 days before the Chag, you don't need Bidika. That's when you've Dato Lachso, when you plan to come back, because then you can do Bidika then. Aval Eimba Dato Lachso, if you're not planning to come back, even before 30 days, you have to do Bidika. Okay? So in other words, the Heter of not doing Bidika, of course, if you're leaving home for more than 30 days, you can come, that's provided that you, um, that you're, that you're planning to come back before Pesach, so you can do Bidika then. However, that's also besafik. What do we what in besafik? I mean, you don't know this chametz. Aval bevadai, if you know this chametz there, afilum rosh hashana, you'd have to do bedikah even if you're planning to come back and you're leaving and you're and you're you know, you left your home rosh hashana. You know this chametz in your house and you're even planning to come back for Pesach. Doesn't matter. You still have to do bedikah. Why is that? Amar Abba, afilu yesh bedato lachzor tzurich lidok shemayim loch beloyichzor. The concern is the way Rav Chaim explains it is because if you know this chametz there. And even if you're, say, you left three months before on a trip and you're going to plan to come back, you know, two weeks before Pesach, 
you'd still have to do bidika because we're concerned that maybe the trip will get delayed or maybe something will happen and you'll only arrive very close to Pesach and you don't have time to do bidika chametz. Okay? That is, yes. This, this includes biur when we say bidika? I did, um... I, I, let me let, let me double check that. Okay, I'm not sure. Okay, I'm just thinking of the if, if we're doeg that you might not return for for bedika, which is what are we reading bedikas derisa derabona? Oh, so we've been saying so far that I mean we brought one source which is in in the Shami Fira call that tried to learn from a pasuk that also mentioned that really since you can rely, since you can rely on bittel. That's what introductory to the Shia. A lot of the Rishonim say that it's actually only, we saw three opinions that ran the, the Batanur and Tosfa yesterday in terms of the Chashash. Maybe, maybe you'll find a Gluske Yafe, it'll be Choser, and then you, or you might end up eating it. Another opinion was maybe it wasn't a good bittle. You know, there's the there's Midrabanan. There's a lot of Rishonim. Obviously, in this, in this discussion, we're not relying on bittle because we're concerned that you might not return. You could still make do the bittle. Yeah, but it might be still because all the other, uh, the other. Um, in other words, the, the Chachamim were concerned. The, the way Reb Chaim explains it, it's not you're not going to come back for Pesach. You're going to end up coming back too close to Pesach. Okay, so then all the concerns by the Gzeb still apply. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, fine. Okay. Let me just continue. Um, um, fine, let's continue. Everyone's trust when it comes to Biur Chametz. Now it's interesting what it means, Al Biur Chametz. One of the saying it looks like here we're referring to is actually perform the Biur, perform the uh, removal of Chametz. So uh, here it says, meaning, because they could do the particular themselves, they're trusted. In other words, since they can do it, they're also trusted. Because you know, The reason why I'm, I'm hesitating here, because the Bible also discusses that in terms of trusted in that, that they can say, oh, this house has been checked. So that's what it means, trusted. So that's why Rukhaim says, since they can perform it, they're trusted to, and that they could have done it themselves, therefore they're trusted to say whether it was being, particularly been performed. Okay. So Rabiria says, Bashem Rabzi'ira, late can afilu nashim. Why? Because nashin atzman. Now here's an interesting, you've got the word here, hen ne'emanot. So if you're going to read it like that, you read the Gemara says, you don't need to say afilu nashim because obviously nashim are trusted because henat manem are not. So why would I think otherwise? Now, kosher kosher. There's two ways to explain this. Either it's affirming that that since they are they are more they're not as eager. Atzilot sounds like more lazy, but it's more eager, so they'll be more, much more particular in going through. Or another understanding is is that I oh I may have thought you can't trust nashim. Because they are atzilot, because they're a bit more lazy when it comes to the bedika. So it's two completely opposite understandings of what it means here. And, and they're, they're just do piecemeal like checks here and there. And therefore, that's why I had to say afilu. However, Reb Chaim does not read the sugya like this. He reads it like the Rosh reads it um, in, uh, this is Rosh obviously in, in the Bavli, when it quotes Yerushalmi. It says as follows. I'll read the Gemara again. Revere Mesem Brazil says, late can afilu nashim. Don't say nashim emanot. Meaning, because Nashim Atzman ain't not They're not trusted. Why they're trusted? Because it sounds like, I'll read Rav Chaim, because uh, I have to read inside, you won't believe me. Um, it says, uh, because Shem Atzlaniyot, seems a bit lazy, they don't check carefully. 
They'll do a sort of a cursory checking here and there. And they'll say it's Badukhan. Okay, so very rad, very different ways of understanding the sugya. In any event, it doesn't seem the Bavli brings this Reb Zi'ira, and obviously that can be trusted. Oh, well, actually, I can't say obviously, but uh, again, on the questions, I'll leave that for further study. But again, very different ways of understanding the sugya in terms of whether Nashim and Ne'amanot or not. Okay, let's continue. Kutim, calls Manchosim Matzatan Israel. Now, Kutis, we know they were the, like Shomronim, they, uh, there was a question when it comes to Mishnah the whole time, whether they were the Gare Emetem or Gare Ariotem, because they were, they were, it was like they were they converted under interesting situations. In any event, they didn't necessarily hold by Torah Shabbal Peh, but there are certain things we'll see in a moment that they were very medactic with, very careful with. Um, we'll see in a moment, the Gemara says, fill your tummy, Israel, and other things that they didn't understanding because they didn't necessarily hold by all, all that Torah Shabbal Peh. So therefore, it says, if they're making matzahs with Israel, or matzatan, it sounds like, in Israel, what's that got to do with anything? So the Gemara, the Reb Chaim says, mean, this means, Maybe he reads it that way. But mitzvatan Israel. The whole time they're being careful with the mitzvat asay and with matzah like Israel. They're also careful, meaning they can make the matzahs carefully. They're also careful with biur hamets. The mitzvah because any mitzvah that they're careful with, we can be 100 percent sure they're doing it carefully. Okay, as it says. Um, about in Israel, if not careful with mitzvot matz, it sounds like like in Israel, then enam nimal biruchametz. Why? Because Amrayus had a tema. Yes. So had a tema. That's referring to batim. That's only for regarding their houses, whether you can be somech on them. About bechatse rot, however, no. Why the enon darshinam because they are doresh loyim atzev batachem. Meaning you know that find chametz in your houses. And again, they don't have Torah Shabbat. They don't follow the Torah Shabbat Balpeh. They only follow the Torah And since the Torah says Chametz is issued in your houses, huh, you see the Chatzorotem, it's not a problem. Right, that's what, that's how they do it. That's why they trust in what they hold by. As Tana Rebbe Shimon ben Gamil Omer, Kol mitzvah shakutim nohig bahem, nohig bah, sorry, hemedaktim bah yotam Israel. As we said, anything that, as I recited to you before, any mitzvah they're, they're particular with, they're mamash, the, the super chumrah. Super machmir regarding it, you can trust them. So Amr of Shimon had a tame of Rishona. That's only when in the beginning. Which Reb Chaim says is that was when they were still kept to themselves. Meaning they kept to themselves and they were they didn't assimilate. However, it's actually, Pnemosh has a completely different take on this, but well, let's continue. It says, however, Aval Achshav now. Meaning, now that they seem to sound seems to be that they didn't keep to their own kfarim, uh, if you like, and it seemed to be more assimilated amongst the imwat, then we say we cannot trust them all. Okay, so it's like uh, sounds like goyim. Uh, it sounds like. All right, let's continue. Then it adds, Mishnah, sorry, Gemara now adds with, I think, again, the context is, is to explain why we already, there's a window within 30 days that you have to already, the Chil B'dikra is Chal. So let's explain. So, Sholem Be'ilcho Pesach, Pesach, Hilchot Atzer, Atzer, and Hilchot Pesach, Chag Bechag. Then when it comes to, there's a mitzvah on Pesach to learn halachas of Pesach, Atzer, Atzer, meaning Shvot, Shvot, and Pesuka, Pesuka. However, the Beit Vad in the Beit Midrash already Sholem Kodem Shoshim Yom. You already have to start um, uh, doing Doresh, the halachas, 30 days before the Chag. 
Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, famous is a famous machlok. It says actually Shtei Shabbatot, two Shabbatot. So where did they learn it from? Atzad Rabbi Yochanan Karabanin. Rabbi Yochanan holds like the Rabbanim. V'dechavraik Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. You know, it's, it's, it's both explain their opinions. Am Rabbi Yochanan time with the Rabbanan. What's it been with the Rabbanan? Shchem Moshe Omed Pesach Rishon. When it was giving the laws of Pesach Rishon, there were people that were Tmeim Nefesh Adam came to Moshe Rabbeinu and says, Lamei Nigara. What can we do? And he's, and then already gave the laws of Pesach Sheni. Pesach Sheni. Now, a very interesting point is, is you might think, why is that such a good proof? Meaning, the reason why he mentioned it is because they came to him, not because it's a din to learn 30 days before Pesach Sheni, then Pesach Sheni. However, Reb Chaim says, You can still learn it. He didn't have to go and skip all, at that point, all the laws of Pesach Sheni. It could have said, I'm sorry, you can't do Pesach now. And then close to Pesach Sheni, he could have started giving all, elaborating all the laws of Pesach Sheni. So the fact that you open up the sugi, if you like, of Pesach Sheni on Pesach Rishon, you see, or 30 days you learn it. Now, the Dechavraya, Rabbi Shimon, and the other meaning, Rabbi Gamliel, the Dechavraya explained like Shimon Gamliel, it was two weeks. Why? Because it says, Already it was a Rosh Chodesh Nisan. This is by way of Xerah Shava. It was a Rosh Chodesh Nisan that the Moshe Rabbeinu gave, gave the laws of Korban Pesach. So you see, that's where Shimon ben Gamliel understands that it's two weeks, not a month, or not 30 days before, or not, not a month before. All right, we'll stop here a line early because it already gets to the, um, the sugar of all the configurations of the barrels in the Otsar. Which we'll do next year. All right, cool talk. Have a good day, everyone.